Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We now go out to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. He uh, covers the Cavs for Cavs Insider. And also, he's a uh, colleague of ours here at 92 The Fan. John Rudder joining us on the hotline. John, how's it going, my man? What's going on, Spence? Hope you enjoyed that one tonight. As best I could from the hosting chair, yes. I uh, I had one eye on that and one eye on my my Twitter feed and was kind of bouncing back and forth, but it was a good one. You know, I was all set, John, to ask you two games in a row where we kind of saw Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland and the, together and how did J.B. Bickerstaff sort of manage their minutes, and then that all went out the window because they didn't play together today at all and they were off the court, but they go out and win regardless. Just what? What do you take away from a game where those two guys are both out and the team is still able to, even though it's a bad team in the NBA, put up the numbers they did and just route a team without, again, two of their star players in, in on the on the floor tonight? Well, I think that that really illustrates the depth that this team has, right? And I think that it was important that they were able to do so without Darius Garland, without Donovan Mitchell, to just let alone get a win uh, and let, let alone do it the way that they did this evening. Um, you know, what I like from this team in eight games so far is that there have been a couple of times when they've been maybe susceptible to the letdown, right? You know, you have an emotional win last Friday against the Boston Celtics on their home floor. You come right back. you got the New York Knicks Sunday evening before another tip-off with the Celtics again later in the week. And, uh, look, they came out. They didn't have their, they didn't play their best game, but they were able to pull out another win against the Knicks on Sunday night. And then tonight, you're kicking off a five-game road trip that's going to take you to the West Coast. And LeBron James is waiting for you when you get out to LA on Sunday. Uh, and oh, by the way, you're going to be off without two of your best players tonight. So I think that tonight kind of fell into that category as well. And not only did they answer that question, uh, they answered it emphatically. Um, look, every time that this team's been really backed into a corner so far this season they've come out swinging um i like to say that adversity doesn't build character it reveals it we know that this team prides itself on their character and they're really showing what they're made of so far through eight games here in this season a couple of things you hit on because i do want to come back to lebron for a second because i was just talking about this last segment uh and in relation to that game on sunday meaning more than i think maybe we're, we 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 expected to but before i get there um can you Think of uh, sort of the thing I let off this, this this segment with as we got back from the break. Can you think of a team in the NBA that is this deep from top to bottom? Like both Ross, both, both, I, you know, the first unit they tried out there and then sort of the unit they tried out there, the, that second group, 
from top to bottom, I'm trying to like rack my brain to find a team that's this deep. I mean, the Warriors certainly have some depth. I think the Celtics certainly have some depth. But I don't know that I can think of anybody who has this deep of a roster um, that, like we saw on display tonight, that gets down two guys and they can still do what they did tonight. Sure, yeah, and I think that, you know, at first blush, it's difficult to maybe point out a team. Uh, Golden State, Boston certainly come to mind. I would potentially throw Milwaukee in there just because of the tear that they're on, with, I think, seven straight to start off their yeah. season. Um, but it, it's interesting when you talk about, like, depth and maybe perhaps, like, roster balance. Like, they don't necessarily have, with the Cavaliers that being, have, like, the top-tier talent and we may actually be reevaluating that conversation in the coming weeks if Donovan Mitchell continues the, the, his rate of play. Um, but like they don't have the, um, you know, they don't have the LeBron James, they don't have the Giannis, they don't have the Steph Curry. But like two, they don't, so they don't have that like one star superstar player. But like two through seven, eight, fairly interchangeable, right? I mean, like yeah. aside from a, a Darius Garland or an Evan Mobley, like everybody is kind of pretty much on. Uh, on equal footing and on any given night really anybody can pop off and uh, you know we were talking on our post game recap the other night about uh, how the bench could potentially perform against quality opponents I know that the Pistons aren't exactly exactly fall into that category this evening but when you're when you're faced with a situation like tonight when you're without two of your biggest guns it's nice to see some guys uh come off the bench and produce or produce in a role that they might be unfamiliar with or not quite as comfortable with. Um, you know, Howell Neto had 10, 11 points tonight. Isaac Coro had 10 points. Tonight. We've talked at length about Isaac uh, and his lack of scoring so far this season, uh, whether it be here or you know on other channels. But um, everybody really got into the mix tonight, and I think, that that was, I think that that was absolutely huge for this team, maybe perhaps most from a confidence point moving forward. Talking with John Rudder on the hotline. You can follow him on Twitter, at John Rudder. You can follow the site he covers the Cavs for, at CavsInsider underscore FN on Twitter as well. Um, I want to talk about Evan Moby for a second because, listen, with how much we've all hyped him up as the next star of this team, the eventual face of this franchise, all that, I think people could maybe look at the first week a couple weeks of, of box scores and kind of feel like, okay, like, yeah, he's contributing, he's doing some things, but he's not, like, at that level yet. Like, why isn't he taking that next step? I, are, are, should, I, I just kind of want to clarify, like, we should be tempering expectations a little bit because he doesn't have to take that leap yet, given how talented this team is around him. So I think it's going to take a little bit of time. But where should fans kind of view Evan Mobley and all this in terms of his development and as he kind of grows? Well, you know, when I thought when I saw what was transpiring tonight with regard to Garland and Mitchell being out, I thought that tonight posed a perfect opportunity for a guy like an Evan Mobley to take over, for a guy yeah. like a Jarrett Allen to take over. Uh, and each of them did kind of in their own respective ways, right? Like Jarrett was the force on the offensive end. Evan had the career night with the seven blocks. Um, and look, let's keep this in mind as well. And it's been very easy to forget this because you're right. You know, you do as a fan want to look at the box score and kind of see what everybody's doing from a production standpoint. But like Evan missed time in the preseason. He dealt with an ankle injury. And one of the most difficult parts of that ankle injury was the fact that he wasn't able to condition himself properly um, in a training camp that was designed to be difficult for these guys. How many times have we heard so far 
throughout the early onset of the regular season and throughout training camp in the preseason about how difficult camp was. Like these guys did a lot of running. These guys did a lot of uh, conditioning work in, in training camp. And I think that that's potentially paying off and why we're seeing them have this early season success so far, why they still have the legs in the fourth quarter and in overtime. Um, and Evan wasn't able to be a part of that because he had the ankle injury. He missed a lot of time there early on. There was potentially some, whether or not how, how many, how much guys will actually lean into this or not. There was probably some chemistry issues there or lack thereof because, um, you know, he missed that time and, and wasn't on the floor, uh, with the core starting five that we expected, uh, when, you know, whether it was Evan missing time in the preseason, you know, we got, you know, roughly the half game against Orlando in that final preseason game. And then Darius goes down with the eye injury, uh, 13 minutes into the regular season. And then we're forced to reshuffle lineups again. So things have kind of been in flux. Uh, you maybe should have expected him to have a little bit of an up and down start to the season, but he certainly feels like he has found his footing, uh, recently, um, you know, we know what he's going to be on the defensive end of the floor, and we're, we're kind of seeing that start to come around on the offensive end. Uh, he said at media day, you're going to find me and you're going to see me in some different places. We know that he loves the left elbow. We've seen him beyond the, beyond the three-point line sometimes this year. So uh, we look to see more of that. And if Garland and Mobley are out for any long term, I think that we will probably see Evan become even more of a focal point of that offense. Yeah, and I think I just I I think when I say look at the box scores because again you see eight blocks tonight and it's like oh man like he was he showed up like that's the Evan Mobley we're looking for but I think more so we all know like people look to scoring first and they see a guy who's not necessarily shooting it great from three I think he's like twenty two percent on the season so far from three and that's an area of his game we thought he developed this year and you're not seeing him like be the leading scorer he hasn't had to be but I just I just know like I think as fans sometimes we try to we look at that specific stat and we we look at you know, how many buckets a guy's getting, and we think, like, okay, that guy's take, you know, that guy's developing, that guy's taking over a game. But I, I think to your point, and this is what you kind of laid out, he's he's finding ways to take over the game that aren't necessarily scoring. And I think right now that's all the casualty need from him as he does continue to develop into that star that we think he can be. A few more minutes with John Rudder here on 92 to the fan. So hear me out on this, John, because I, I do think that the Celtics, I, I said this at the end of last segment. The wins over the Celtics, I think, were a statement for this team in terms of, yeah, like, we're the real deal. We can beat the defending Eastern Conference champs. We don't, we're not, we don't fear anybody, right? Like, that kind of gave you an idea of where they are in this hierarchy of the NBA, which, by the way, I think I saw the CBS rankings had them number two in the NBA right now behind just Milwaukee. So they're certainly, they've certainly made their statement. But this Lakers game Sunday, I understand it's the Lakers and they stink. They're bad. Russell Westbrook's coming off the bench. He was a bad investment for that team. They're kind of a mess, and LeBron's playing with a team that is doesn't resemble anything that can win a championship. But I did the math on this. The Cavs have only beaten LeBron once in the years that he obviously was on other teams. It was the first year he was in Miami. He, they are 1-18 against LeBron's teams in games that he plays in because he did miss a few that they, that he, that they, they have won as well. I just think this win on Sunday would be so symbolic for, listen, we always bring up LeBron and talk about like, oh, would he come back and all these different things. I think that like closes the door if you get a win on Sunday over LeBron on any of that, where you're like, this is the new era. We Thanks for the memories, but let's move on and see what this Cavs team can do. Am I way off balance here that this game means a little bit more than maybe we think? 
No, absolutely not. Particularly here in Northeast Ohio, I'm not sure what the perception might be nationally, but you can sure. absolutely make that argument <laughs> here in Cleveland. And a win over LeBron and the Lakers, I think, would just go a long way mentally for this team than anything else. Like, okay, we've we've checked all the boxes so far. We've had our comeback wins. We've had our overtime wins. We've knocked off, you know, the reigning Eastern Conference champions twice already early on in the season. So a win over them could just kind of solidify the confidence that they already have. But it's not going to be easy. You know, I was listening earlier, and you, I think you hit the nail right on the head. Like, LeBron kind of relishes that role to come back and beat the Cavs, right? Yeah. Like, he, he, you know, he certainly enjoyed himself during the All-Star weekend, didn't he? He was certainly planning plenty of stories out there, wasn't he? Um, and every time that I think about LeBron playing in a game against the Cavs, specifically recently, I always look back to, I guess it would have been two seasons ago, um, when the Lakers were in town, come, I think they were coming off of the championship year in the bubble, uh, and there was no, nobody in the stands, stands a few people from the front office, and LeBron didn't like something that one particular person in the front office did. Yeah, I remember this too. And he went off. Uh, and I think that he is, of any athlete in history, he's someone who is capable of flipping the switch, and he certainly loves to play that role and, and play the role of spoiler here for his hometown team. But uh, to get to get a win over LeBron would be huge for this group moving forward. Do we have any word after the game on the status of Garland and Mitchell for that game on Sunday? I've not seen anything as okay. far as their official status. And I know that JV gave the, uh, you know, mum of the word. We'll see sure. uh, as sure. far as uh, pregame tonight. Um, and then we ultimately saw that the two weren't uh, weren't in action tonight. Uh, I, I I was kind of surprised that they did miss the game tonight, considering that neither one of them left uh, Wednesday night's game against the Celtics. You know, Darius kind of fell into the camera row. Donovan kind of twisted his ankle landing on somebody, but it didn't seem to impact their performance, did it? So maybe no. this was just your uh, an opportunity to get them some rest and get some other guys some action tonight, and it, it looked like it has paid dividends so far for them. Well, see, to validate my take even more, maybe they sat them because they know that that game on Sunday is a big <laughs> one against LeBron. They're like, we want you guys fresh for that game. Who cares about the Pistons? There we go. <laughs> well, Donovan Mitchell said that he had the LeBron jersey as a kid, so I can imagine that this means just as mm. much for him as it potentially would be for anybody else on that roster. All right, John. Hey, I appreciate your time, man. Thanks so much for stopping by again. John Rutter, he obviously is a colleague of ours here at 92 Through the Fan, but also covers the Cavs for Cavs Insider. Uh, you can follow the that account on Twitter, Cavs Insider underscore FN, and John at John Rutter. John, always appreciate you, man. I know we're going to talk again soon, maybe as soon as Sunday after that Lakers game, but appreciate you, brother. <laughs> always a pleasure, Spence. Thanks for having me. Take care, my friend. Good stuff, John Rutter. Appreciate it. Good stuff. Chiming in. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.